Welcome to It's the ADHD Friendly Podcast, where we talk all things well-being, personal development, and living our best damn ADHD lives at home and at work. My name is Karen McGill. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm here to help you do life better. Well, hey, everyone. Happy Friday. Good to be back in your earballs. It feels like I blink my eyes and it's every Friday. <laughs> Is anybody else feeling like this just time speeding up. It's the craziest thing. Speaking of crazy things, so apparently Mercury has been in retrograde and it's been like a bunch of different planetary lines. I don't know anything about this astrology stuff. And I'm not talking about astrology as in Gemini and Aquarius astrology. I'm talking about lunar movements and planetary movements, like actual astrology and how the energy of planets actually impact Earth and our own resonance and our own frequency. I don't know an awful lot about it, but I know enough about all of those topics to know that I've been a little off kilter lately. I talked a bit about it last week, and uh, yeah, (laughs) it kind of hasn't completely resolved itself. Although I will say, as of last weekend, I started to feel a little bit more normal, which is a delight in so many ways. This week, I wanted to do something more personal, and it's related to my business. I'm going to use that context to talk about how I get past overwhelm. So you don't have to have a business to appreciate what I'm going to share today. All you need to know is that if you are overwhelmed and you struggle to prioritize, then first of all, you're not alone. Prioritization is an executive function, and if you are struggling with executive function, then that's going to be a big one. So when you feel like you've got a lot on your plate, and you do have a lot on your plate, the average neurotypical might be able to look at a list of commitments and easily be able to pinpoint which ones are more important and follow through on those first, and then be a little bit more linear in their approach to execution Whereas if you are a divergent thinker and you have a big, long laundry list of things, it's really hard to pinpoint what's most important. And I know this firsthand because I experience, but also number two, with my clients that come to me, one of the questions I often ask them is what is most important right now? And they have a hard time answering that. So with that in mind, I wanted to share some of the stuff that's going on for me and my life and in my business and why I'm feeling overwhelmed and what I'm doing to get past it using some of the tools that I've shared with you in the past. But suffice to say, I hope that this is in some way helpful for you if you struggle with prioritization. It's just a different way of coming at an overwhelming list of priorities and thinking through it from a different perspective. So with that, let's get into it. So we're heading into the last quarter of 2023, and I don't know about you, but I am feeling like I'm wallowing in the messy middle of this year, and I need to get clear on a few things so that I can finish this year strong, whatever that actually means. (laughs) So here's the situation, and maybe you can relate. I am feeling stuck. I feel stuck because I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed because I've bit off more than I can chew, because hashtag ADHD, and also Life is tossing me a bunch of unexpected things because life, right? Like that just happens. So here I am in this place of overwhelm. And when I get into overwhelm, I start to get into freeze mode, right? Because 
the fear of making the wrong decision starts bubbling up or the fear of never being able to get out of it or just that fear of like, oh my God, this is my life now. It feels very permanent to be stuck in a moment of overwhelm. And it starts to creep in because the more decisions I have to make, the more overwhelming it becomes because there's always that chance of making the wrong decisions. I struggle with all of this stuff as much as everyone else does. It's way easier for me to coach other people through it because I can be an objective observer, but when it comes to your own life, it's really hard to look objectively at your own priorities and commitments. So coming back to this overwhelm and fear, what ends up happening is absolutely nothing. I get frozen in fear and I do nothing. And it's really frustrating, you know, good times. I'm stuck in freeze mode and I just can't seem to move forward. And of course, this is where I've been for, I want to say the last few days, but it's actually been for a few weeks now. And while it's a bummer that I still find myself in these situations, the good news is that I am getting a lot better at recognizing it, which gives me the opportunity to address it and then just keep moving forward rather than staying stuck in that freeze mode, which is where I used to end up quite a bit, to be honest. So if you are somebody who gets easily overwhelmed and paralyzed with indecision, then this podcast is for you. I'm going to take you behind the scenes of my life and business and share with you how I'm dealing with it. So maybe you can take something from it as well. So let's start with a little context. The beginning of this year, I set a public goal to make 100000 or more in passive revenue in my business this year, in addition to my coaching practice. Now, you probably know that, but if you're new, my intention for this goal was to align with one of my highest values, which is freedom of flexibility. I know that in my business, I want to move away from my dependence on one-on-one -on -one client engagements. Not because I don't enjoy them, but simply because I hate having appointments on my calendar. I really struggle with it. So all of this is to serve the intention of being able to dial back my one-on-one -on -one engagements so I can open up my calendar and just have more freedom and flexibility to be creative as it aligns to my energy and also still pay my mortgage. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's the backstory. And to be honest, the biggest struggle with all of this is trying to keep an eye on one goal while not losing sight of the importance of another area of my business. Meaning it's been hard for me to keep this passive revenue piece consistently running in the background when there's not a lot of structure or accountability around it. Meanwhile, I have like a full docket of one-on-one -on -one clients. So that takes up a lot of my cognitive space when I'm thinking about my business. So it's really challenging for me to keep this new area of my business, this new goal, front and center when I don't really have a lot of history with it or systems built around it because that is how I run everything on systems. And as a result of keeping my attention in too many different places, I've continued to say yes to things that I had no business saying yes to and taking on more and more because when I start getting stressed out, my brain wants to add more to my plate. I guess the way I think about it in the moment is like bringing more things into my life will either solve or make the existing things that are not working right feel a little less uncomfortable. So that is not a constructive way to deal with life. Let's call it my toxic trait that I tend to say yes, 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 yes to more and more stuff. So 
I'm now at this point where I need to make some informed decisions about where my focus and energy is going to go for the rest of the year. I know that I'm probably not going to meet that goal of six figures this year. I pulled that out of my hat, so to speak, because I thought it was a, a good number to go after. But if I look at last year's revenue, that's passive. It was about 20000 and I'm probably around 50000 right now in terms of passive revenue, which should have been my goal for this year because to more than double my passive revenue, given that that's not really the background of my business, is a pretty big accomplishment. And had I looked at the data, which would have been a smart thing to do, I would have made that informed decision and moved forward and right now I'd be celebrating. But I didn't look at the data because, quite honestly, I didn't think to. So instead, I pulled this arbitrary goal out of thin air, which is actually just magical thinking. And I put a stake in the ground. I said, I'm going to move towards this goal. Now, I know I sound like I'm being hard on myself. I'm actually not. In retrospect, I know the right decision would have been to look at the data from last year and make an informed decision on that. And now I have that perspective, and I'll continue to do that in the future. However, I will also say that Sometimes having a big, hairy goal is a good thing, as long as you move towards it with the right mindset. And I am really proud of my mindset around this whole thing, because right now I'm 50% at my goal, and I only have 25% left of the year, so it's unlikely that I'm going to reach my goal. And I could call myself a failure. I could say, ah, you know, you threw this out here, and it didn't work, but I don't feel that way at all. I'm actually really proud of myself for making this effort. And it's been really challenging, to say the least. So uh, I am very proud of myself. And I've learned a lot by pushing myself in this direction. And I've also probably gone a lot further than I would have if I decided to shame myself for not staying on track with that goal. I hope that makes sense. I just wanted to call that out, that I am very proud of myself for going after this goal, even though I will probably technically fail to reach it. But also, who knows? Maybe I won't. I will check in at the end of the year and let you know how that goes. So coming back to making an informed decision about where I want to focus my energy on the last 90 days of the year and which projects I want to prioritize, the first thing I did was brain dump everything, right? And I don't do this in Notion. I do this just paper, paper and pen. There's something visceral about that feeling of writing everything out, and it is quite cathartic. So I did list out everything that is on my plate right now, just related to business, and what I could have done is looked at that list and said, well, what is most important? And that would not have been the right way for me to go because, as I've mentioned, I struggle with prioritization. It's an executive function that doesn't function well for me. So what I decided to do instead is take a page from my own book and use some of my own tools to help me get at this list from a different perspective, one that wouldn't be quite as paralyzing. So what I'll do now is share the tools and then I'll go through the list of things that are overwhelming me right now. And then I'll talk through how I'm thinking about the prioritization method so that you could grab a piece of paper and a pen and do the same thing in your own life when you're overwhelmed. The first thing is the tools. And I've shared these before. The Via Character Strengths, which I find is the best way to understand how you best show up in the world, my values, which I've talked about quite a bit, and uh, also my needs, which is based on a needs assessment. All of these things are available on my website. You can just head to itsadhdfriendly.com and look under the resources page. Or if you sign up for my email list, you will also get links to these. 
and they're all free, but essentially knowing my strengths, values, and needs is always a good stake in the ground. It's the point where I know these are the most important things to me. So whenever I'm making big decisions in my life, I should be reminded of these things so that I choose in alignment with my energy and what's most important. So with that in mind, I went back to my test scores of those three different assessments and I looked at my top three. My top three for needs are meaningful work, to feel peaceful, and to be learning. My values are freedom, flexibility, energy alignment, and meaningful work. And then my top three via character strengths are love of learning, gratitude, and hope. So I'll put a pin in those results for now, and then I'll come back to them after I share this short list of things that are just (laughs) wigging me out right now. In the last quarter, I'm feeling overwhelmed, like I said, with all of these different projects. And at a high level, this is what I'm looking at. As you guys know, I'm working on a project for ADHD entrepreneurs that is um, supposed to be launching later this month, and we'll hear more about that in a minute. I have my existing programs that I consistently need to remember to promote, and I will list them in the show notes. So there, I just remembered for this podcast. (laughs) I have my regular scheduled uh, weekly cadence of doing a YouTube video, a podcast, and a blog post that holds both of those things, and a newsletter. I have... I have a, honestly, I have a goal to grow my Instagram and TikTok, but that is not getting a lot of love right now at all. Uh, I also have an entirely different website that is getting absolutely no love at all. I have to get my taxes done. I have a full roster of clients right now and have started a waiting list. I'm doing another coach training through the HeartMath Institute. So that's a new add to my plate. And I'm going to another Joe Dispenza event next month, which is going to take me out of commission for a full five days. And then finally, a a good problem, but something I wasn't expecting is that my YouTube channel is experiencing a little bit of, I don't want to call it virality because I wouldn't call it that, but it's growing exponentially more than it has in the past. And as a result of that, which is great, I'm, I'm so grateful for it, but as a result of that, I'm getting an exponential amount of people reaching out looking for coaching services or brands looking to collaborate or just people reaching out in general and you know sharing their experiences and telling me that my work has impacted them, which is wonderful, but I'm not used to that cadence and the influx of communication. So all of these things have kind of hit me at once and that is why I'm feeling very overwhelmed. So as I look at that list, And if I were to ask myself, well, what's most important, I immediately would say all of it. So that's not helpful for me. So I'm going to use my strengths, needs, and values to go through that list and just see how each one aligns to what I want to get out of the rest of this year, how I want to show up for myself for the rest of this year. Because as you guys know, energy management is really, really vital, not just for me, for all of us, but for me, it's a value. So I have to do everything in this business according to how it aligns to my energy and how I'm feeling because that's the business I wanted to build for myself. And to that end, whenever you find yourself looking to prioritize things or evaluating decisions, a really skillful question to ask yourself is what am I optimizing for? So in my case, as I just mentioned, I'm always optimizing for freedom and flexibility first, energy management second, and then revenue third. And depending on who you are and what your priorities are, they're probably going to look a lot different. But I love that question. What are you optimizing for? Because that is your stake in the ground to which you can now use the rest of the tools to get more clarity around. So coming back to values, needs, and strengths. As I mentioned, my values are freedom, flexibility, energy management, and meaningful work. My needs 
are meaningful work, to feel peaceful, and to be learning. And my strengths is love of learning, gratitude, and hope. So when I look across my top three results in each category, I am reminded of the most important things that keep me happy, productive, and moving forward. And that is to be learning, to be contributing in some way meaningfully in my work, and to be doing it at my own pace and rhythm, which is that freedom and flexibility piece. When I do this, I am both grateful and hopeful for even more of the same alignment in the future. So that's step one. I looked back at the results of my assessments and I created a narrative. What is the common theme amongst all of these results, which is basically learning new things and applying them meaningfully in my work and aligning to my energy. So with that in mind, now I'm going to come back to my priority list, but I'm going to look at it through the lens of that narrative I just shared. When I look at the first thing, which is that course for ADHDers, yes, it is meaningful to me. And yes, I'm learning a lot as I'm going through this process but it's also starting to feel rushed. So it's no longer aligned with my pace, which means I'm gonna give myself more time and push out the launch a little bit longer. In terms of the existing programs that I need to remember to promote, this actually doesn't feel like it hits any of those important markers of learning and meaning, except that I know that it's helpful content and it also contributes to my bottom line, which supports my freedom and flexibility. So I need to find a better way to automate the ongoing promotion of those programs so that I don't need to remember it because if I leave anything to memory, it never gets done. And the next item is my regular schedule of YouTube videos, podcasts, blog distribution, and newsletters. This routine is my biggest rock in my week. My entire structure is built around that. So there's no way I'm letting that go anywhere. That is both meaningful. I do learn a lot from it. And it's not just part of my rhythm and flow. (laughs) It is my rhythm and flow. The next thing on the list was Instagram and TikTok, but quite honest, it's neither meaningful, it does not bring me peace, and I'm not really learning anything from it, so off that goes, it's no longer a priority. Also, my other website that's getting absolutely no love, it's going to stay that way because that cannot be a priority right now. In terms of my taxes, this is a weird story. The reason why we're kind of scrambling right now is my accountant actually died, and he was like 40. We got a message from his father who he was in partnership with in their their small firm, and he passed away. So we were in a bit of a scramble, but I've delegated the search for a new accountant to my husband, so that is off my plate. In terms of my roster of clients, I'm just going to maintain my wait list until I feel like I can catch my breath with the other things that are going on right now. And in terms of the coach training that I'm doing, not only does it fulfill my love of learning, but it also feels very meaningful and timely right now because a lot of what I'm learning is around self-regulation and I've talked about how important that is for us. So I'm going to continue to prioritize that training. The Joe Dispenza event is something I've been looking forward to and to me it is both learning and self-care, so that's not going anywhere. And then in terms of the YouTube channel growth, I hope that continues to be a problem that I have because I'm extremely grateful for it. It is something that I need to think about building process around, but I'm not going to focus too much energy on it right now because obviously growth can ebb and flow. So I hope it continues to be a good problem. So that's my list. Let's recap where I'm at. I'm going to continue course development, but I'm going to slow the progress down. I'm going to continue my coach training through HeartMath. Nothing changes about the Jodeth Benza event. My taxes have been delegated. My website, TikTok, uh, Instagram, I've made a decision to deprioritize. 
My content creation continues as usual, and I will carve out time this week to sit down and think about where I can automate more of the program promotion so that I don't need to think about it. And then in terms of the YouTube growth, I'll see if that continues. And if it does, then I'll spend some time at the end of the year thinking about how I want to manage that asset in 2024. So at a high level, that is how I would use those tools to help me go through a prioritization process. As I look at this condensed list, the first question I want to ask myself is, well, how does this feel energetically? Does it feel like it's still overwhelming or do I feel like I can handle this new workload? And the answer to that is absolutely yes. I could also look at the shortened list now and looking back at my top strengths, which is love of learning, gratitude, and hope, I've definitely checked off the love of learning piece because it flows through all of these things that are left on my list. But I can also take hope and gratitude and ask myself, what on this list do I feel most grateful for? And what do I feel most hopeful for? And that's an interesting question because it's the YouTube growth that I am most grateful for and I would be most hopeful to see continued progress with. And that's not something that would have naturally occurred to me had I not asked it in that way. So Love of learning, gratitude, and hope are my top strengths, but let's say your top strengths was creativity. I could look at my list and say, how could I be creative about the priorities that I have here and which priorities are most aligned to my creativity? Using these personality tools gives you a way of looking at your priorities in a way that's not quite so linear, but is more aligned to what's in your heart, what interests you the most, and what lights you up the most. Because as I've said this before, and I'll say it again, when we choose to do things that are in alignment with our interests and our strengths and what lights us up, we do really well. When we choose things that drain us, but we feel like we have to do them for one reason or another, we tend to struggle to get started or not follow through. So I hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening to the end, guys, and I will see you next Friday right here. Talk soon. Thank you for listening. For links and resources for this podcast, please visit itsadhdfriendly.com or click the link in the show description. Please also be sure to subscribe so you get automatic updates when new shows are posted. And of course, please do leave us an ADHD-friendly review. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.